Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's happening, people? It's Black Academic Time with me, your host, Jordan. And we've got a really juicy show uh, for you guys this week on It's All Black Academic. I'm really excited about the discussion we're going to be having this week. Um, we're going to have a chat this week around smacking and forms of discipline within the Black community. And we will have parents on, on, this, on this discussion. So if you do see me, I'm still filming, as you can see online so if you do see some kids in the background or you hear some crying and wailing then you'll know why that where that crying wailing is coming from so just bear with us um to have this discussion i'm joined uh, by three fantastic guests first of all i'm joined by nina harrison who is the host of the podcast dope black mums i'm also joined by elliot ray who is uh, who started the platform music football and fatherhood and I've also got here Nikki Bangbade, who got to the final of Britain's Best Parent. Guys, how are we doing? Is everyone nice? Good, good, good. good. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. good, good. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. I appreciate your time today. Um, right, so first of all, let me just establish, let's just go straight into it. I'll start with, with you, uh, Elliot. Are you a parent who, who smacks their child, has ever smacked their child? And if so, why? And if not, why not? So I've got I've got one daughter and even though I've come close, <laughs> there's been moments where I've been like, you know, to the end of my nerves and frustrated. Um, but I never have. She's four, she's five soon. And I don't plan to. I don't plan to. It's something that I thought about for a long time and I feel I I'm not against smacking, don't get me wrong. I think there's a time and place for it and sometimes children need it. I was smacked growing up. Um, for me personally, I feel like in my situation now and who I am and with my daughter, that I don't feel like I need to. Um, there's other ways of, of discipline that, that will come first and hopefully that will be enough. But as I said, I'm not against it. I think there's, there's a time and a place and sometimes children do need strong discipline at home. And as long as it's controlled, mm. you know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with it if it's controlled. Nina, Elliot is, he hasn't smacked his child, but he's not necessarily against it. Um, where do you stand on, on smacking kids? I know you've got two beautiful, two beautiful children. I do have two children. I think it's good to find another way. I think um, normalising violence like that is really damaging. So I'm against any form of hitting. And mm -hmm. yeah, I just think, it's, I think there's plenty of ways um, that, can, that can be done. And I think... Often, obviously, parents are stronger and bigger 
than their children. We are capable of self-control. So I think it's kind of showing that the might and power is right. So I don't know that message of if you're bigger, you can control somebody weaker. I don't know what we'd be doing sending our children off to nursery and what if they go and pick on some a child that's weaker because they feel that they can or they feel that that's how you get your message across, you feel that's how you make your point or you feel that's how you can be heard. Um, so Nikki, some people may recognise you from your appearance on the programme Brit Britain's Best Parent. You got to the final in that one and you were very honest and open about the fact that you you have and you do you do smack your your children. Tell me a little bit about why this for you is a valid form of discipline. Um, so for me, um, smacking was obviously I grew I'm Nigerian. I'm from a Nigerian household, um, so I think culture played a part in that. However, being from being Nigerian and then being brought up in the UK, so I was born here, lived here all my life. Obviously, the the culture here then influences it, and it was we spoke about it and it was just something we were going to use because it was just another form of discipline it isn't the foundation it's not the be all end all it's just something we have used and i totally understand the points that both nina and elliot have made um it's funny because my husband doesn't smack them and i only really realized that last night um <laughs> and again it is really <laughs> he doesn't, he's yeah my husband doesn't smack the kids and even on the show, he said it, he, he was very clear. He was like, she will deal with it and she will talk to them. And so it, it, that, it's, it's really funny because we only realised that yesterday. On top of that, um, when it comes to smacking them, it's always, as Elliot mentioned, it should be something that, I think it was Elliot that said, it should be something that's controlled. Anytime we have done it, mm -hmm. it's always been controlled. It's always a last resort and it's also age appropriate. So my, my daughter, who's going to be 13, it's not going to happen and she knows it and we were having this conversation yesterday my son who's going to be 11 it wouldn't happen to him he wouldn't get smacked whereas Ezra we would he he is four he may get smacked on the back of the legs or smacked on the hand but there's always an explanation and it's always controlled but then having said that Ezra probably hasn't isn't going to get a smack so um I don't know if it's because he's the last born I don't know but yeah so that's but it, again, in, culture definitely influenced it, but we have made it our own, if that makes sense. But it isn't the be-all, end-all, and it's always a last resort. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, Nina, what's your response to that? Because you're someone that is vehemently against the idea of smacking their children or the fact that this should even be something that is considered. What's your response to that? Well, I find it interesting that you have... And as ages and like it's age appropriate. So like above six, they have a comprehension of what's good or bad. Um, I think using that logic, maybe we could still try and talk or try all the other forms of discipline that you're using with children who are, who are above it. I'm just not sure, well, you know your children. I, I don't know if the children would understand the difference of I'm getting smacked, I'm four, she or he's not getting smacked, he's six. We'd, we've done the same thing wrong or it um i don't know if that would be confusing but obviously if that works for you brilliant and does anybody think that you know hitting kids it blurs a line between um discipline and abuse i always have to state that to me personally smacking and hitting are totally different i know some people 
class them as the same, but I don't because I feel hitting goes into a whole, it, that's where it transfers and then becomes hitting and beating and abusing. We don't do that. It's a smack, like literally a smack because I don't, especially, and like, I, lo- I love what you said, Nina, because especially it's true when they're at certain ages, will they understand? And so for mm. instance, maybe that's why I haven't smacked Ezra because I don't want him to associate my, pe- my hand with pain. So I'm not mm. gonna, I'm not quick to smack him and I wasn't quick to smack my kids. So I always just want to clarify that I don't believe smacking and hitting are the same and they're not the same at all. And so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of that. <laughs> yeah, just to follow up on that, I, I agree. I think um, it's, it's the language is similar, you know, smacking and hitting. Mm-hmm. I think when we're saying those, we, maybe in our minds, we're thinking the same thing. But I think when a parent is applying discipline by, by, by a smacking in a controlled way, um, be that a, a, a tap on the hand, a smack on the bum, but it's something where they're in control of their emotions, they're doing it at a, at a level where it's proportionate to age and, and stuff like that. And it's not hurting the child to that extent, it's, I guess, sending a, uh, a message. And I think that to hitting is something completely different, you know, hitting, yeah. The connotation of it, I guess, and what what you might think from the language is out of control. It's extreme violence. It's done to really cause a lot of pain. And I think, yeah, just being careful about that language, really, and not and, and I, yeah. there's there's discussions around the legalities. You know, there's there's legal there's legalities against um, abuse, and that's what we would call hitting abuse. That is clearly wrong. So it is we do need to be careful to make sure where. We're not kind of talking when we're talking smacking we're going into that abuse stage i think that is very very different you know when i was younger and i was i was smacked i you know it was not abuse it was i probably deserved it <laughs> a lot of the time i probably needed it and there's that whole thing of you know i turned out okay and i guess we can debate about whether we did or didn't and how different we would have been but um yeah i do believe when i was smacked growing up it helped to an extent it did helped me understand the boundaries to a point where I wasn't listening to words and other things. Um, and obviously that was a long time ago now and things have moved on. Um, but I would like to think if I ever did do that, I would do the same as my parents did and my child would grow up. Not necessarily appreciate it, appreciating it, but understanding it at least. And the, the point was made earlier on by, by yourself, uh, Elliot, that, um, you know, about smacking the, the different, and, boys to girls does, does anybody feel there's a difference in smacking their daughter to smacking their son or if it is it a case of there's, there's a slight nuance there or it's either you smack nobody or you know your son and daughter can both can both be smacked yeah i might get in trouble for this <laughs> i was talking to my wife earlier about i was talking to my wife earlier about my views and she was like are you sure you want to say that um out there in the public but I, you know, I haven't got a son, so I don't, I don't know. My, my stance is that I don't, I, I don't want to smack my children. And one of the reasons I don't want to smack my daughter is um, because I don't necessarily feel like I, I need to. I think we can discipline her in other ways. I don't want her to definitely associate um, beating with, with kind of what's right or wrong and, and the power dynamics that Nina was talking about. But another reason is because she's a little girl. And I don't want to make her feel like or experience um, and think it's okay for a man to put hands on her. If I had a boy, I would have all the reasons I explained about why I wouldn't want to, 
to to smack him. But that kind of, it's my little girl. I don't know if we would be there. And this could be problematic. And I'm sure it's playing into uh, gender stereotypes. And I completely understand it might be kind of me me having to process and learn. And maybe if I had a little boy, I'd think differently. But I'd, I, I have to be honest and say, I would still not want to smack my boy. But the reason of, you know, of that I still have, that I have with my daughter, it would be different. It would be slightly different. And I don't know. If, I don't know if that's problematic. You tell me. Well, well let me ask the, the ladies. Does anybody find that problematic? I'll let Nina go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 under I understand the reasoning. I just don't think any form of violence should be normalised. I, I think that reasoning could go with any person, and that could lead to being in a violent relationship potentially if, if you know if that if that's normal i understand from an emotional point of view that of course with your baby girl of course but i i think that that same passion is is for every child every gender i think it's still potentially as damaging you know as traumatic um i don't know if that would cause a child to be fearful of their parent would that then lead into trust could could the child come and talk to you at every single junction of their life um are those doors always open so yeah i understand why you'd say that but um i would go across the board for all children yeah i i get what nina's saying in terms of because that was something some people have kind of brought up like will it make your children scared of you and yeah. that sort of thing if you are especially as the older person and the adult my kids are not scared of me like at all and I, I I think I mentioned it already last night I was talking to them about doing this and my daughter was like and both of them both um, my daughter and my second son they were like do it like and it and, and show them my kids know that we are firm, but we're fair, and this is a free space, and they can tell us whatever, they can be whatever, they can, they are free. So let me just push back yeah. on, on that point you make there. Do you, do you have any concern that maybe your kids are too fearful to tell you that they fear you? No, not at all. <laughs> so this is how it, literally to the point where when people, when like people that are around, because our house is usually, apart from other than COVID, our house is usually really open. So when mm -hmm. people found out we were doing the show and they found out what our theme was, they were like, you guys, like strict, like smacking. And it was because it's just smacking plays such a small part. But then on top of that, our children have not. They haven't come out these fearful, timid kids who are not able to say, in fact, we've because we've always encouraged them. They know it's a last resort. They know it's not something mum, I'm, I'm going to go straight into. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a thing of they're like, oh, I can't really tell them how I'm feeling. Like, nah, our house is just, it's literally, they have that free space to do and say as they like. There's no, oh, if they tell me this, they're going to get a smack for that or they're going to get, it, it's the last resort. And the other thing is, I totally get what Elliot was saying in terms of smacking. Because like I said last night, I didn't realise my husband doesn't smack. It, it's left, to, it's, I, I do it. I'm the one that does it. Um, but yeah, I, no, my kids are not. I don't think smacking is for everybody because we, we, like I said, there are certain things we do 
and there are certain boundaries we have and parameters we put in place so a smack like if i was to and this is how it works if i was to flip out just being real if i was to suddenly flip out and try and smack the kids my husband would never he would just if that was to happen he would never stand there and just be like yep go ahead and the same going for him but i don't know if that's going to happen in every other environment so there are certain things i always say if you are going to add smacking into as a form of discipline as one form of discipline and there are certain things you have to do. If not, it's going to cross very easily into abuse mm. and hitting. So. And, that, and that's the worry, isn't it? What about all the other yeah. children who don't have parents with that mindset? That's, that's the fear if it's, yeah. if it's in your, your armor of discipline tools. Then, yeah, that yeah, would be my what, fear for those I, children. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I hear you because I think I do get it because that's what people instantly associate it with like i saw so many things saying that we were the kids that beat the parents that beat their kids and we were like but i can understand where that's come from i get why people would straight away think that and so we wanted to kind of show that that's not what it's all about um but again mm. yeah and and on that point of you mentioned earlier on uh fear we don't want our kids to fear us does anybody feel like that an element of fear from kids to their parents actually is important there needs to be that level of fear that, listen, I'm your mum, I'm your dad, and what I say goes, and if you don't do the things you're supposed to do, there are consequences. How, how much of, how much is, how much, how important is fear in that kind of yeah. dynamic? I think that's, I think it's, I don't want to, I don't want to say fear. Um, I think mm -hmm. fear maybe in terms of, you know, that, that, that kind of means I'm, I'm scared to the point of, as we said, you, know, you don't want to approach your parents, you don't want to talk to them. I don't know about if fear is the word, um, but I think definitely a kind of a deep level of respect and an understanding of consequence is important. And that doesn't have to be smacking. So I'm talking outside of the mm -hmm. smacking context here. Um, but you're, I think children do need to understand that their parents are their parents and there's consequences for their actions and they need to know the boundaries. And I think if young people don't have that, growing up it could be quite quite detrimental to them in terms of just going through life navigating through school life navigating through work life and understanding how to behave in certain situations and having respect and whatnot and i think you know, so this is out, definitely outside of smacking you don't have to smack your children to establish that that can just be done via via other other, other means like you know my daughter's four now and she'll know if she does something wrong then we'll stop her watching pj Masks or paw patrol <laughs> you know or um take away her walkie talkies or something like that and that's like the end of the world to her right now yeah the walkie talkies are everything we're actually getting a dog next week and i've been using that quite a lot at bedtime like come on go to bed it's 9 30. you're just playing up you want me to call you want me to call the dog sort of thing and she'll, she'll know that <laughs> she'll, she'll know about about boundaries so i definitely think it's important man like you know for me i, I keep on talking about my upbringing but I had that with my parents, and I think, I think maybe there's there we're, we're going a little bit the other way now, where we're doing things that maybe take a, that away, and that could be a bit detrimental. Well, I want to I want to explore that, guys. I mean, how much do we feel that we are going too far the other way in terms of finding ways to discipline our children, and are we are we one of, a, one of a better phrase, breeding and and growing a generation of children that, you know, it's not a phrase I like using too much, it doesn't mean anything, but 
snowflakes? Are we, are we building a generation of young people that actually don't know about consequence and discipline and um, adhering to rules and a certain way of, of living their lives and having values? Well, just because we're not beating, we think children are going to be unruly and go off the tracks. Well, I'm wondering, do you think that we're seeing, or are you seeing a generation of young people who are maybe different to how we were, but I think we're all around a rough same kind of age group here. Are you seeing a difference in the younger generation coming through? And if so, is that for the better or for the worse? And how much is that linked to being smacked or not? I think it's great to be given space to explore. I think, I think generations below us this is the this is a fresh time. This is this is the first time we've been able to do half the things we've, we've been able to do. So it, it's 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 new for all of us. I think they have to be given um, space to dream, to explore. Or how will we have black presidents? How will we have anybody pushing for higher than we could ever dream of? So I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we should encourage it, encourage to dream as big as humanly possible, bigger than. My, my dad from Jamaica with, with no education, trying to make a life. Yeah, I think we're going to dream big, big as possible. And I think there's a place for respect. There's a place for um, understanding. There's a place for boundaries. But I think you want to encourage um, big thinking as often as possible. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with um, that. We did, um, yeah. we did a video last week. My daughter did a video with her mum. For church Sunday school, and I'll send around a video after this. But throughout the video, it was like a half an hour long, and she was basically bossing the whole situation. And it was really, really funny um, to see her mannerisms and the way she was basically telling her mum kind of what to do, really. And we sent that video around to um, to like friends and family, and they were just like, "Wow, like you must be bringing up a child here who who kind of has freedom to to express themselves and." And you know, behave in ways that maybe we wouldn't have behaved in because we would have thought, "Oh, is am I allowed to say that kind of thing?" And so I definitely, you know, what Nina's saying, I definitely feel like you know, dream big, completely. Like I'm on that hundred percent. I guess the point around, um, you know, Jordan's point, are we make, are we raising snowflakes? It's not so much about their ambition and and what they think they can believe at, what they they can do out of life. It's maybe more like, are we preparing them for the realities of the world? And so I'm always in this in this weird space with my daughter where I'm like, I want to give you everything and I want you to express yourself and be creative and, you know, not, not necessarily argue with me, but debate with me and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that kind of, that does go to sometimes we do things to keep her in a bubble sometimes and we don't necessarily want her to experience any bad feelings at all. Um, so for example, her first day back to our nursery was supposed to be last Wednesday but her best friend wasn't going back till Thursday. So we kept her off for a day. We started her on Thursday rather than going back on Wednesday. And we did that at a detriment. Obviously, we had to work and whatnot. It was another day that was quite tough at home. But we did that because we wanted her to her first day back to be um, with her best friend. And I was just thinking, you know, me and my wife were saying, I don't think our parents would have first had the luxury to do that or maybe or thought about it so much. They would have just said, look, it's your first day back at school. Go to school sort of thing. And so it's things like that where I, I'm always in that, in that battle of thinking, now we can we can give her so much and we can at her age you know shape her world to an extent do we do that too much and 
and maybe does she need to just experience life and life's kind of ups and downs at this age to prepare her I better for when she's older? Yeah, I think she needs to experience life. I, th I think that's it. I, I, and it's difficult. Obviously, we want to protect them and this this idea of a bubble, but that's not that's not reality. We're not trying to raise happy children because the world isn't happy. We're not going into a happy space. They need to be able to cope with reality. So, for instance, if she had gone to nursery and her friend wasn't there, could she have made a new friend? Would she have found other people to play with? Would she have just had a day on her own and some some me time? Like, what what could have that what could that have done? What would she what would have changed? Um, so. I hear you, but I think there's um, I think there's a danger in just trying to create a happy space for your child because you come out and get even more of a shock when it doesn't fall into place of of how you how you think it is. You know, it's not the fairy tale that that you may um, may have understood. Uh, Nikki, let me ask you this question: How much do you think us as black people? How much do you think our parenting? is shaped by the fact that we're in the West? And if so, do you think that's a, that's a more positive thing or negative thing? Because many of us come from the Caribbean originally or, or Africa. How much of how we parent our kids now here in, here in Britain is shaped by, I suppose, some of the values and standards of, of Britain in the West? Um, for me personally, because obviously I know that so many, okay, we're all, uh, we're, you know, we're all black and, but I think there are so many, different aspects of that light so there are different things that kind of influence what you do as a parent and it's all down to the individual but for us well yeah I do I do believe culture shapes what you do but I do believe yes being here in the west has played a part because for instance what you were saying um what Elliot said about you know she's free to, his daughter is free to talk and that sort of thing growing up in a Nigerian household and a lot of my friends can relate to that you didn't necessarily have that. It was more of you were spoken to, but you didn't speak. And this happened and you will fear me. And you know, that sort of, it was that sort of narrative in the house. Um, but then here, being raised here, um, there are things obviously I saw and I've taken, you know, my friends were like this with their parents, you know, I wanna apply that. And I've seen this on EastEnders, I wanna apply that, you know, just the different mm -hmm. things, the different things. <laughs> in your culture the culture you are then raised in they then impact it and perhaps maybe that's the reason why okay we may smack up smacking is part of our discipline styles however we also allow a free space for our kids maybe had i been raised in nigeria that might not be the case you know so i do believe there is if you if a person says well no the, the west doesn't shape or doesn't influence their parenting style i'll kind of look at you like because you know, I'm not doing it the way my parents did it. There are small elements that I've taken, but I'm not doing it completely like them because I wasn't raised in the same environment they were. Therefore, I'm not thinking the same way they were. I didn't have the same friends as them. You know, and when I talk to some of my other Nigerian friends in the way they're parenting their kids, I mean, even what they saw on the TV show, a lot of them were like, I'm doing the same thing. That's exactly like me. Mm. You know, I, I do that. So, yeah, I do think being here has shaped that. It's, call it a fusion, if you like. But, um, and maybe that's where the balance comes from. I don't know. And what I want to know from all of you guys is, let's just be honest and real here. How many of us do we think use the cultural, um, the cultural, I suppose, excuse as to why many of us do beat our kids? 
Because I'm sure in our circles, we all know people that do smack their children. And I stress, sorry, smack, not beat. Smack their children. And they'll say, oh, it's because I was always smacked. Or, you know, back where I'm from, it's just what we do. How many of you guys have those friends or, or know those people? Use it as almost an excuse to be able to, whatever, it's always done, it was done to me. So, you know, I'm all right. So do it to my kids. Yeah, I think lots of people use it use it as an excuse. But I think once you know better, you do better. So, you know, I, I would like to think people aren't taking up smoking as, as much as they were in the 80s, because now we know the risks of smoking. There's been decades of research about um, how detrimental uh, beating kids is and, and how that can affect your relationship with your child and relationships moving forward. So I think people do use it as a as an excuse and i think recognize that and then try and find use other ways use other tools hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'll say from the people I've come across, I don't know if they necessarily use that excuse so much. I don't know, maybe it's just people I'm around, but most of the people I know, if they do smack their children, they've, they've, they've thought, through, thought through why, you know, they're, they're doing it for their, their own reasons. And of course, they will never know how much of their upbringing has subconsciously affected their thinking. So there is that. Um, but from the conversations I have, people tend to have their, a bit like Nikki, like, you know, when Nikki's saying, they, they have their, their reasons. And they've fought through the, the pros and cons, and of course, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of a legacy from their upbringing. Um, but they seem to have their own reasons for it. I don't necessarily come across people now so much who are like, maybe they are when they're pretending to have reasons. I don't know, <laughs> but I haven't met anyone recently that says, "Oh, because my parents did it, I do it." I, I was going to say, you know, when I was younger, hands up. I, I was smacked and beaten and I, I, I got it. I was one of those children that my mother, she, she, she smacked and beaten me. And one thing I was found quite interesting about the discipline in that form that I received from my mother was that she really owned it. And what I mean by that is if I was playing up or if I did something that she deemed was wrong, it didn't matter if it was in the house or if it was in quick safe. It didn't matter if it was in the car 
or if it was in Brixton Market, I was I was getting <laughs> smacked regardless. Do you know what I mean? How much do you feel do social pressures determine when and if parents, you know, do 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 smack their kids? Do, do you get the sense from some parents, maybe in some of your platforms in particular, um, you, Elliot and, and Nina, that people are kind of bound by social pressures to to, to, to smack or not? Mm-hmm. I would say definitely. I, I reckon there's more people that are smacking their children that aren't telling us. Uh, there's probably a whole a whole gang of, mm-hmm. of parents that are smackers and they're just doing it quietly, you know, um, not not allowed to say because obviously if you do come out and say that, um, people not only disagree with you, but people might judge your parenting and maybe think that you're a bad parent. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that is the case. You know, I think we shouldn't judge parents based on whether they smack or not. Obviously, you'll have your own reasons as to whether smacking is good or not. But obviously, as we know, parenting is is much bigger than that. Um, if we're taking smacking as as a as something that has been done in a controlled environment and, and whatnot, so so I definitely think there is so, there is social pressures and social norms. And I guess back in the day, and you know where our, our parents were from, it was the norm there. So people probably did it maybe without thinking about an alternative, and maybe that was just what mm. you did. So why wouldn't you? Um, and now it's kind of on. I guess the other way where the norm is not to. Um, so if, if you are doing it, maybe you are thinking outside of the box in a way. Um, so, so yeah, there's social, and it is interesting, isn't it? And, you know, I think we probably just need to have like this, just more safe spaces for those conversations because it is important to learn from others um, and to understand why people make the decisions they do. And as long as, you know, I like to have conversations with people and if they if they have a reason for it and it works for them, who am I to to uh, kind of force my opinion? Of course, they might want to hear it, so I'll give it. But I think at the same time, just hearing from people who have different parenting styles is, is really good and healthy for us all to like learn about what we're doing. And something else I, always, I also used to always hear when I was younger by other parents and kids was, wait till you get home and your father sees you. When you, when you get home and your dad sees you, he's going to deal with you. I was thinking to myself, like, I guess an earlier one, my mum wasn't, wait, I didn't grow up with my dad in terms of the household. So that, I, that wasn't an option for me anyway. But secondly, I think to myself, you're just, not only is that child, you're going to get beaten, but the fear of actually finishing shopping or finishing that journey home and building up to the beating itself. I, was, I thought to myself in later life, what psychological damage that could do to the kid? Because mm. I, 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 it just kind of baffled me that you, you're giving this child an hour's worth of fear before he gets smacked or in some cases beaten what do you guys a think about that and also the gender roles of are we still are we still in a time when dads are more expected to do the beating and the hard disciplining as opposed to to the mothers or or is that is that phase literally long gone yeah well i think nikki's proving that that's long gone obviously in their household (laughs) that's not happening i think that fear is real that that's that's a real real conversation. What I used to always find weird when I've talked about it is straight after the beating, you can't show any emotion, like, you know, fix up, stop, dry your tears. You can't do this. You can't do that. Where, do, where does that go? Where, where do those feelings go of like, you're just trying to have to pull it together. You can't even show that you're angry, show that you're sad, show that you've been hurt. What does that do to future relationships, to, to future communication with your with your parents that that i find weird but 
yeah, that, that fear is real, sitting on the bus or the train, waiting to get home, knowing that that's gonna happen. Um, that's real, real trauma. But Jordan, every time that happened to you, did you, I suppose you still got beat for something else. So did it, did it work, the beatings for you? Did you not it's, do whatever you did? It's a really interesting question because um, nine times out of 10, I didn't do it again. So I suppose technically it worked, but to your point about the buildup and the kind of trauma it builds in my head, maybe I was just lucky because I would always get beaten, but it was very clear. I was told by my mother, this is why I smacked slash beat you. So I, maybe I just received it well and processed it well, and I didn't have that trauma, or maybe I don't think I do anyway. But I think for another person, maybe they did kind of carry that a they didn't learn the lesson and, and beating became redundant for them you're just smacking your child now for no reason because yeah. he or she's not learning the lesson um and, and i think that's that when it's problematic like, how does that child navigate the environment like you're you're wondering oh my am i gonna get hit what's well, time that time if there's no consistency then what to do i just find it all inconsistent which is massively problematic for children if they're taking everything in if they're if they're just sponges then where are the rules where are the boundaries you use the how, word, how, how do you know what to do next time you use the word inconsistent is it just lazy is it just lazy now we just have to find and use the phrase those that know better should do better is it just a lazy form of discipline and we just now have to find more emotional uh, in, intellectual um, mental yeah. ways of telling our kids that no, what you're doing here is wrong, or if you do this, these are the consequences. It's, it's just a lazy form of parenting. Well, I think, like I Nikki was saying, it's the last resort, but I think yeah. it's lazy. If that's what you're just going to straight off, yeah, it, it, it's lazy. Why, why you, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't resort to violence in any other sphere of your life. You can't just. Yeah have an argument with your boss and then smack him. You'd be reprimanded. You wouldn't dare think of doing that. You'd be arrested, you'd be suspended, something would happen, right? But because of the power dynamic, you think it's okay to do that to a child. And then what do they have to come back with that? They don't have any time, there's no reasoning for them. They don't have a, I don't know, a, a, uh, any space to fight their case. Or, or discuss anything or to process anything, they're just potentially getting hit straight off. Like Nikki was saying, mm. she's resorted, her children know it's the absolute last resort and then it's yeah. obviously talked through. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to know like, with the majority of parents, you know, whether they are smacking outright, you know, and I would like to think, I don't know, maybe there's some data on this, but when parents do smack their children, what percentage of those are doing it as a kind of this is a the first thing we're doing mm. and you know that is lazy of course but i think mm -hmm. i would like to think and i think we probably are talking about the minority there i think the majority of parents especially the ones i know when they do smack it's not the kind of first the first thing they go to it is as nikki was saying it's done in a thoughtful way and and things have been tried and and they're telling the reasons of why they're they're, they're smacking their kid as well. I mean, I always remember like when I, um, before we got married, we did marriage prep with our vicar and he kind of talked to us about um, being married and what, what that's gonna be like and how we should prepare for it. And before we had Eleni, we went to him and his, his wife for baby prep as well. And one of the things that he was saying was 
you know, if he's got, he had three kids and if one was, was naughty, he'd just give a, a little tap on the thing on the, on the hand and send them to the naughty step. And I guess, you know, is, is that, would we, would we count that as smacking? Obviously it's, it's physical touch. It doesn't necessarily hurt, but it's, it's a, it's a message to say I've done something wrong. It's sort of like a, a sign sort of thing, you know, do, do we class that as smacking? So I think when we, when we're saying smacking, obviously there's, there's nuance to it and there's, there's, there's uh, lots of different forms. And I think it might be a bit dangerous to assume that most parents are going to the hard smack as a first option. I would like to think, I'm sure that happens and that may be even more on the abuse side, um, but most parents, I, I don't know if they're doing that. But, but can the child differentiate from that? If, if there's any physical, physical action, can the, does the child understand whether it's a tap, whether it's a slap, whether it's smack on the back of the head, where it's a beat, what is, what's the child's, child's understanding of, oh, I can't flick or I can't touch my sister, this can happen. What, what, what do they think? Because when it's inflicted, your body still reacts the same, doesn't it? That, that fight or flight is still ignited in you, whatever happens. I think in terms of that, like for us, when we've always, we explain, and like I said, because it's age appropriate, they're always at an age where there is a clear explanation. No, no, okay. <laughs> kids there, there's the kids, there we go. <laughs> wait, wait, it's just, told you. It's all good, it's We're almost done, we're almost done. <laughs> See, I knew it had to happen. Thank you, Kaiser. Shut the door, please. My Kaiser just came and took him and was like, Mommy's doing something. <laughs> I love but, it. <laughs> but um, I think, again, age appropriate. It, so you, there's always an explanation. Like we said, it's never a first resort. There's always the explanation. And obviously, you're not going to be explaining to a two-year-old, right, I'm smacking you because of, because they won't get it. And you can't explain to a two-year-old, um, you're not to smack, and the, you're not to smack other people. And the reason I've done it is because it's a consequence. We don't want to have to use this consequence though. So, you know, I think with explanation comes understanding. But again, you can't do that with a two-year-old. You can just about, we are just explaining that to Ezra. But like I've said, sure. Ezra doesn't get smacked. We use the stairs a lot for Ezra or electronics being taken I, no, away. I, I hear that. I want to just round off a couple more quick points. Um, first of all, I mean, just kind of going back a little bit in terms of the idea that it's okay for parent to smack child but adults shouldn't smack each other I, I think Nina alluded to it a bit earlier on and how problematic that can be for later on in life in instilling values into into young young people and young 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 kids does, does, does anybody think that that is something that should be considered more in terms of the, the overall message of what you're sending to your child then and there yeah they may not do that thing they did again and they've learned that lesson, but the kind of psychological, again, and the kind of long-term impact that you're kind of instilling in your children is that smacking this kind of form of violence is okay, but as adults, we can't, we, we don't punch each other. We don't smack, smack each other. I, th I think it's a quick fix. I think, yes, it's an immediate fix. They, they stop that, whatever they're doing right then. I don't think it's a long-term solution. I, yeah, I'd like to see the research into what that leads to as adults. I think it's, I think it's all down to our modeling and, and modeling behavior. I'm not saying, 
and perfect tool because this is hard to do, but they are taking in everything that we're doing. And um, there's that, that story of the uh, pregnant dog who's got two broken hind legs and um, she has her babies and the babies come out and they've got four working legs, but they only walk on their front two legs because they're copying what their mother does. They don't even attempt to walk on their back legs and their back legs are perfectly fine. So I think everything we're doing, children are taking in. So, so yeah, it may be an immediate fix. They may immediately stop it, but the long-term effect and the long-term effect for relationships with your children and relationships those children have, um, I am sure it's damaging some way. It's exactly that. Um, what we model for the kids plays a massive part because yeah. if the smacking is happening 0.25% of the time, what they're not, I don't think they're going to remember that as opposed to what they're seeing me and their dad do on a daily basis. If they were out with us and every time they're out with us, they are watching us lose our rag and, and abuse people and smack people, they're going to do it. And we see that in kids. We do. We see yeah. we see when young kids are modeling, they are doing things they're not supposed to do at nursery. It's kind of like, okay, they've seen that somewhere. And so I think what you, the story is just perfect because it's true. Kids are sponges and they are watching everything you do, which is why smacking cannot be a first resort because ultimately that is what they're going to do. No matter how it's, it, we always say it, more is caught than taught. So I think if it's a thing of it's always a last resort, it's something you're not doing all the time. They go, they're more likely to remember what you've done on a daily basis than what you did once in a blue moon, especially if that was always done in a safe and controlled and, you know, ordered or parametered way. They're not going to be, I don't think they're going to be scarred from a smack as opposed to every day seeing mum sure. and dad just lose it and smack people. You know, they, I don't think they're going to be, they're going to pick up on our good character and the things we are doing, which is what we hope. So, yeah. What do you think about the point, Elliot? That you know, parents, some parents should be allowed to smack their child, but yet probably don't like when our siblings, when our kids, they can't, they can't fight their their siblings, and we kind of get, we don't like that. How does that kind of dynamic and that kind of uh, that level of hypocrisy, to some degree, how does that, how does that work? I feel like with children, you know, they need to also know that adults can do some things that kids can't do um so for example i put my daughter to bed um at around 8 p.m and i don't go to bed at 8 p.m she knows i'm going downstairs to watch tv you know and you know when <laughs> she's older um she'll be able to stay up later as well and there's nothing wrong with that there's 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 always got to be that understanding that children are children and there's certain things that adults have a privilege to be able to do. I'm not saying a privilege to be able to beat their children. I'm just thinking, just just in general, you know, adults and children are are different. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a child understanding that the rules are are different. I think on that point of it is difficult, and it is one of the probably one of the reasons why I don't hit my daughter and I don't plan to hit future children. Um, is one is 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 one of those is one of those reasons. But I don't think necessarily. That you can't navigate through that so you know when i was younger i got smacked occasionally that's not something that i think of when i think of my childhood i don't think of my parents and think oh my gosh um that time they 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 smacked me like there was loads of other things 99.9 percent .9 of things that, that i remember over and above that because your parents will role model loads of behaviors to you and 
and the smacking the occasion if it's an occasional time at uh, maybe when you deserved it to an extent um i don't think that that that's, that's going to be the the lasting memory and they're going to grow up scarred by that um but yeah it's, it's a complicated thing to, to navigate isn't it i think ultimately everyone will know their own children and obviously we're all learning we don't know ultimately we don't know what is what is best we don't know that not smacking them at all is great and we don't know that smacking them is great either we've got to do what we think is best for our kids um obviously it's good to look at research and look at data and and the psychological effects of things but i think there are psychological effects to everything and we as parents have got to take the responsibility for our own lives and our kids and make the best decision that we think um are best for them i just want to merge that to, to wrap it up now with merge two kind of points slash questions first of all does anybody think that smacking your children should be made illegal and secondly i want our listeners and our viewers to kind of have a takeaway from this show so the takeaway being i want the three of you just briefly what are the, the the alternative ways in which you can get through to children except that all children are different every child is different but what are the alternative ways of communicating with your child right from wrong and then growing up to be the rounded intelligent nice boys and girls you want them to be without smacking um their kids i think how nikki has explained how she is using hitting is is great my fear is not everybody is using it like that or people are hitting or smacking and it's turning into beating and it's getting out of control so for that reason i think it should be illegal um i think for other forms of discipline i think people have said like the naughty step or thinking time um i think you could restrict things i think there's conversations i think i think it's coming down to an understanding and having constant conversations not just one conversation about why you didn't approve of something but I think it's going back and back and back and talking about it again and showing it in different angles and showing it in, in different ways um, so that they understand on every level. So the illegal question is a big one. And um, I feel like if, if, if smacking was made illegal, that, that does open up a whole other set of challenges. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, when, when you're, I guess, when your your parents are threatening to smack you as a child, what do you do? You say you're going to go call Childline and, and report them, and I think it could it could disrupt the power dynamics in in the majority of families where there are healthy relationships already, but those power dynamics could be disrupted by making smacking illegal. And I would worry that, in one hand, you're kind of having a blanket approach of making something illegal, and you're maybe causing a lot of a lot of other issues for the majority um in trying to safeguard the minority so obviously we need to safeguard the minority as well so that's important um but is, is the blanket approach the right thing to do i don't know is there other ways of safeguarding that minority better than we are at the moment probably don't know what the answers are but maybe i'm sure there's people doing work there and it might come out that actually by us not making it illegal the detriment to that minority is so big that it outweighs some some discomfort to the to the majority so I don't know. I don't have a yes or no answer. Um, I'd say still on the fence. Then, still on the fence. Come on, give me an answer. I want, I want a yes or a no. No fence sitting out here. Come on. Oh yes and no. Okay, if you're gonna ask me now, I'd say no. There we go. Um, and Nikki, finally. 
um, yeah, I don't think it should be made illegal. However, I do think there should be, I think, I think things should be clearer because at the moment I do think people don't know what constitutes, that's the right word, as, you know, smacking. Some people, I think because the lines, for some people, the lines are still quite blurred. So, well, I, you know, they'll hit a child. Well, I, I smack my child or they'll slap a child or they'll beat a child. And it's like, let's have clear guidelines. I believe, I, I believe that the actual, the, the law states that if you leave a mark, I think, if it's, I think it says if you leave a mark, that, that is what constitutes, uh, a, a, you know, something that is not, not legal. Do you know what I mean? Now that yeah, that's a different that's complicated that's, in itself because what if you mark easier than somebody else? Do you know what I mean? So but that's what yeah, I believe the law You know, so that's what I don't because you can I still don't think that's clear enough because some people might not bruise easily. They might not. They might not bruise easily. Some people might bruise easily. I just think it's not clear. So I feel like there needs to then things need to be clearer for people because yeah, I just think things need to be clearer when it comes to legislation surrounding smacking i don't think it should be made illegal though because i think it is for us it's worked well it has worked um and if you know that isn't something people want to do like nina said you know having an environment where your kids feel free to talk you know talking to your children um giving them that space to talk but then also building in this balance so they're not just these rude kids who don't understand authority or how to respect other people, whether it's people, property, differences, whatever. Um, you know, still, we're, discipline isn't just smacking. There are so many ways to discipline a child, whether it's talking with them, you know, stairs, uh, you know, taking away <laughs> electronics, that sort of thing. There are so many different things to do. I just think it requires looking into the different ways that are available to us. But yeah, long, short, long, just no i appreciate that thank you just a, a sentence guys <laughs> a question that i know many people um are going to be wanting to wanting to ask and i'm, I'm going to ask it as well you know no, no child is born bad so is smacking a child a sign of failure on the parent's part if you have to get to the point where you have to smack your child does that say more about you as a parent than it does about the child just in just just very briefly um I want to hear from all three of you. So, Elliot, you go first. No, I think not. Not every child is, of course, no. No child is born bad, but through their environment, um, they can do bad things. And not to say that smacking is always the answer, but I think children, children can be unruly sometimes. Um, <laughs> kids can be naughty and they can do bad things. You know, and that's you can part, tell that's that I'm the parent, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a, a failure of parenting you know like it's just it's just kids yeah as i said kids can be naughty right like and they maybe they don't maybe they mean it sometimes they don't um and sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the two kids are very clever as well so sometimes we can sometimes in life i feel like we can sometimes place too much importance on our role and things sometimes the outcome of stuff is not always so much our input there's lots of different environmental societal factors that go into making any outcome um yeah and our yeah. children are part of that as well so i definitely don't think we should judge parents on on whether they are good parents if, if they have to then smack their children it's about when they do smack their children how are they doing that that's that's more the, the question 
does everyone agree that it's not a, it's not a sign of failure on the parents' part? It's just it's consequential and it's it's about the process as opposed to doing it. I think yeah, it would be. I think it would be amazing if we could walk into parenthood as enlightened beings and um, with all the answers. But obviously, that's never going to happen. If we could walk in like that, I think we're walking into parenthood and finding our way. And I think this is what that is showing. I wouldn't say I think that's really. Um, I think that's really a hard word but I do think it's down to us to take a second through every single possible option I think that's down to us and I think like I said if we were coming to this as enlightened beings I'm not I'm not sure we'd make those choices and just briefly Nikki you agree um yeah I, I I agree with what Elliot said I don't think I don't think it's a show or a sign of you failed as a parent depending on the way you were doing it if it's a first result and it's always that way, then maybe that's something you need to work out. But um, it's, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a sign of failure. If you are, if you, if you use smacking, use it along with other things. Um, Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Nikki, Nina, and uh, Elliot, thank you very much for your time on It's All Black Academic. I really enjoyed that discussion. Um, hopefully you guys out there did as well. Don't forget to check out all of our previous content and previous shows on our website, blackademic.com. We're across all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, on our YouTube channel, Blackademic TV. Until next week, take care. Look after your people then. Peace. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.